ho, 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 the holidays are upon us. And as we get ready for this holiday season and the big holiday Christmas, I thought it'd be a great idea to have some targeted conversations to close out 2020. So for Christian Mom Uncensored, we will be focusing on courageous Christmas conversations. And these are conversations you should have with yourself, your spouse, and your kids as we close out 2020. They're gonna be a little reflective and I feel like we should end 2020 with a purpose. So that's what we're gonna do. Welcome to Christian Mom Uncensored. It's a snow apocalypse outside. I mean, windy, snow is coming down, the streets are covered. Thank God for heat, food, and electricity. Anyway, that's December for you. Let's hop into the podcast. So like I mentioned last week, this week is courageous Christmas conversations, conversations to have with your kids this week on Christian Mom Uncensored. And before we do that, I want to talk a little bit about conversation, about a particular conversation you should have with your spouse and um, some things you should think about for yourself um, regarding safety. And um, let me get into why I want to talk about that. So over the weekend, um, one of my friends posted um, to her Instagram story a video about a mom explaining kind of a scary situation where her kids were targeted for potential kidnapping. Um, And this happened really recently. So basically what happened was the mom was going to Target with two of her kids um, just to grab two items. And she noticed some some people watching her um but she did some things that weren't really safe and i just want all of us to be mindful even though it's covid it is christmas time and anytime we really do need to be alert and on our a game because unfortunately there are bad people in the world um don't worry we're getting to some good stuff later but i do want to share with you her story a little bit and um or a little bit about what happened to her and talk a little bit about safety measures that you should definitely take while you're out and about, especially if you're with your kids, um, to keep them all safe. So basically what happened was, um, like I said, this mom was stopping at Target to grab something. She only had two of her kids with her, so she was going to pop the double stroller out, run inside, get the things, and then go ahead and head home. What you should know is that um, she decided to pack to park far away from the store because when she has the double stroller, it's like you know a hassle to get it out the car, get both kids out the car, and she didn't want to inconvenience anyone. So she parks far away, notices that someone's parked kind of near her car. I think she said um, diagonal, like across from her, but not directly across from her. Maybe a space or two over um, is a couple, a man and a woman, and they kind of give her the heebie-jeebies. Um, she notices them, check her out, check the kids out, and um, kind of ignores it because she doesn't want to feel like she's judging a book by its cover, you know. Um, these days, <laughs> we are all get blasted for judgments and things, but I feel like that's kind of why she was like, let me not judge these people. Anyway, um, as she goes to the store, the couple follows her throughout the entire store and um, she gets nervous. She 
ends up in the checkout line and here's um, a man and woman describing her kids in detail um yeah blonde hair blue eyes um the boy looks like he'll be easier to grab and um some scary things so um after she leaves the checkout line she um the couple doesn't buy anything they put whatever they were going to buy down and continue to follow her out to her car she notices now that a van is parked next to her and um she's on the phone with her husband and decides to kind of pack the car really quickly um the couple ends up approaching her and luckily an old man notices what's happening um the couple almost grabs the son um like they had said and um the old man and his caretaker come over to help her the person in the van drives off the couple runs and drives off and it was an obvious um attempted abduction so if you watch the video on instagram it's two parts it's um, about 20 minutes long where she it's really i think you should definitely watch it it's really powerful to just like hear her firsthand account of what happened and what she did wrong and i'll tell you some of the things she did wrong so one she kind of parked in a space that was not safe for her um even though she didn't want to inconvenience inconvenience anyone and I know me as a mama, I, I definitely park where's most convenient for me. I actually do not care if I inconvenience others because I feel like as mamas, um, we're on the go. We do a lot. We deserve good parking. <laughs> so that I always park where um, like I'll remember. And I do tend to park um, closer to the store. I would never park um, in a place where it's just me and one other car. Unless that was the only option, like if I'm at the store at like eight o'clock in the morning when it first opens and there literally is just one other car. Um, But just be mindful of where you park. I know I tend to park kind of near where the carts are. So like maybe two cars down from the carts just so I can remember where my car is because I always forget. Um, So that was the first thing she did wrong. Second is she just really didn't trust her mom gut. I do think that... um, when we gave birth to our kids, God gave us mom intuition. And you know when something's wrong, you can sense when something's off, and you have, you have vibes about people, good or bad, and kind of instantly. Um, there have been times where I've been out shopping, or I've, I've been intended to go shopping, and I pull into the parking lot, and either a car pulls up next to me, or a spot over, or um, I notice someone, and I'm uncomfortable. And as paranoid as it seems, I will pull off and drive away or, um, you know, pull to a different spot um, somewhere that I feel like it's a little bit safer and just take note of what I saw. Uh, We have to be vigilant. I know a lot of the times we're talking while we're driving on Bluetooth. We are listening to music. Our kids are screaming. But unfortunately, the world we live in can be scary sometimes. And so that's the first thing is to be mindful of where you park. So the second thing is while this mama is going to shop in the store, the couple ends up following her. And there's not a whole lot you can do when you're in the store and someone's following you, especially if you don't want to be that person that's like, there's no way they're following me. Everyone needs whatever item you're looking for. Um, In this instance, she was going to the back of the store 
to get spray paint and you you need an associate for that and the couple was just kind of hanging out watching her so if you do feel like someone is following you um you can either just get up and leave and see if they continue to follow you you could do like some crazy path to see if they follow you um definitely get on the phone with somebody to let them know what's going on um while you're in the store I am a crime, true crime junkie, meaning like I love true crime. I listen to true crime podcasts mainly, um, or I did a lot when I was working. And because of that, I became pretty paranoid. And so, you know, um, you know, the time of the year where it's really dark early in the morning. And when I used to go into work, I would be leaving the house around five So before Mia was born, I would make my husband walk me to my car. After Mia was born, he was the one who dropped her off. I would make him stay on the phone with me until I got into my car and I felt safe. Um, Like pulling off, like, okay, I'm in route to work. I feel safe now. And um, my job always felt safe, like in the parking lot and stuff. So uh, having someone on the phone with you can kind of help you if you are in a situation. You can describe who's following you um you for sure will be putting you know hopefully nothing happens but you're now you're giving um now there's a timestamp to any everything when did you last call talk to somebody um you describe the person describe their vehicle all the things um just in case something does happen now the goal is to make sure nothing happens and most times you can prevent it from happening um so the next thing that kind of happened was now she hears the couple describing her kids and she's in the checkout line. So what she was actually doing in the video is she's kind of talking to the cashier, but um, listening also. The couple's not directly behind her, but like maybe um, a person or two behind her. Uh, She describes in the video that she's really mad that she didn't have the courage to say something or to give them a dirty look. Now, depending on your personality and depending on how you respond to situations like that, your fight or flight might kick in or you might get paralyzed. And in a lot of her story, she was paralyzed kind of like with fear. And the only thing she does end up doing um, at the end is the old man does help her but she does end up like throwing her kid in her stroller and herself into her trunk and trying to like get into the front seat and go but aside from that most of the time she she never talked to the people if I whenever I'm shopping I don't know about you guys I'm kind of like a friendly person so if like I'm looking at something at the store and someone else is looking at the same thing I kind of chat a little bit like if it's bread I'm like oh my gosh I'm just looking for this kind of bread. Um, or if it's clothing, I'll be like, isn't this really cute? Or if I notice they have something, I'll be like, oh, that's really cute. And, um, I kind of engage with people around me. So, um, there's two things I wish she would have done. doesn't matter. You never know what you're going to do until you're in that situation. But once you hear a couple or someone describing your kids, and it's not like fun conversation. There have been times where Ethan and I have been at the store and there's like, a mom by herself with her kids or we notice another interracial couple and we get we kind of get excited when we see them I'll be like look 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 there's another couple and like we'll chat like oh yeah look he looks like the mom he looks like the dad it's nothing scary and um or anything like that or you know I'll hear people like Mia is 
really entertaining. I often hear people say, oh my gosh, she's so cute. Or look at that little girl. Isn't she adorable? I haven't heard someone say, yeah, Mia has um, like dirty blonde hair, blue eyes. Like that's like, if I heard that, I would be like, what are you doing? And I would for sure at least look at them to kind of, to see what they're saying. Or, you know, there've been times I hear people say, oh, she's so cute. And they're behind me. And I definitely turn around and go, oh, hi, thank you. And I kind of address it that way. Um, but, uh, people can kind of have mixed reactions. Should you address the couple or not? I'm the type of person who, Ooh, when it comes to my kids, like this mama bear ferociousness comes out. Um, remember last episode, like this ferociousness came out with like my husband. Um, and in the checkout line, I probably would have said something. There's a ton of people near me. The other thing she could have done, but didn't was, um, She could have had an associate walk her to her car or the security guard walk her to her car. Um, She could have had someone walk her to her car if she felt nervous or uncomfortable. Um, And that's something you can do and you should do and um, you should always do if you're scared. Don't feel like you are like burdening someone, especially an employee. This person is clocking in hours at whatever store they're working at. It doesn't matter if they're supposed to be stocking shelves or supposed to be at the cash register. They're supposed to be working. So if you need someone to walk you to your car, especially if you have kids or even if you're by yourself and it's like dark outside, burden that person because you would rather be safe than sorry. The guy who like pushes the carts around, he's just pushing carts. He can stop pushing the carts to make sure you get to your car safely. Um, she did call her husband. Whenever I am out or nervous, um, Ethan does want me to text him when I get there and when I'm leaving. And if I'm in the store and I'm nervous, I will for sure call him and be like, hey, babe, and like kind of talk through like whatever I'm feeling. The other thing, um, so that's really the number one thing she could have done was had someone walk her to her car because then these people would have had to reassess what they were going to do and they probably wouldn't have tried to do anything. The other thing she could have done is when, as she was walking to her car, um, and even as she started loading her car, she noticed a couple start to approach her instead of continuing loading the car and putting the kids in the seat. She could have just turned around, went back in the store and said, hey, I'm scared. And again, had someone walk her. Um, The one good thing is that she did have her husband on the phone. So that's one good thing. But you just want to be mindful. So um, in terms of safety and things like that, it, it is tricky when you have multiple kids because honestly, your eyes can't constantly be on both of them. You're probably buckling one into the seat and the other is still in the stroller. And that's kind of like a scary situation. Now, most of the time, you're going to be fine. Most of the time, you know, someone's not kidnap- trying a, a kidnapping every time you go to the store. But if you have a feeling, you know, keep your hand on that car seat, keep your hand on your child's hand as you're buckling in the other child. Um, when you go around to put the other kid in, make sure your eyes are on, you know, the side the other kid's at. And here comes my next piece of advice, which is inconvenient for a lot of people. Because most of the times as mamas, we're the ones who need the things, right? We're the ones who realize we need diapers. We're the ones who realize we're missing an ingredient for dinner. So we're going to grab the kids and we're going to go get whatever we need to get. However, as much as you can, 
go shopping with your partner, your dad, even a friend. And a lot of times I'll go shopping with one of my friends because it's just, it's more fun to get the things done. Even if it's more kids and more chaos, there's the kids kind of talk to each other. We can talk to each other while we're shopping. But the reason why you kind of want to go with another adult is two reasons, especially if you're going with your husband or your dad or your grandfather or your brother. One is they're going to be less likely to target you. Two is there's a second set of eyes for anything. So I don't know about you. Um, this has never happened to me, but when I was a kid, I would run away and hide in like the clothes where the clothes were hanging, like in the middle. And that would scare my mom. Now in days, that would be extra terrifying. And if your kid is not in a stroller or not in a cart, you could lose them real quick. So make sure that you, one, if you're not using a stroller or a cart, I'm going to urge you to, even if it's for two items, um, I will throw Mia in the stroller and go get my two items, just like that mom did. But also, if you have, like I said, a friend or your spouse or whoever, um, now it's complicated. Now it's a harder grab and now you're a harder target. And so that's important. The other thing is that if you, I, if you do feel like someone is following you, don't try to act like you don't notice them unless you're going straight to tell somebody. Um, that's another thing she could have done. While she was being followed in the store, she could have went to the security guard and told them, hey, I, I think I'm being followed. Um, and now somebody knows that there's a situation. The other thing is looking these people dead in the eyes because nobody wants to have a one-on-one fight. And I, I have learned in my experiences, I am a fighter before I'm a flighter. Like I will stand and fight before I run, um, which I don't know if that's good or bad, but that's my personality because I get heated and I'm like, okay. Um, and if you, if you, cause the whole time she never made eye contact with these people, they never looked her in the face. But if you stop and look whoever's following you in the face now you have a full-on description. The other thing is notice what kind of car they're driving because these people may have done this before, probably have done this before, and now you're describing you know, threats to whoever um, because at the end, she ends up going and filing a police report. So it would have been nice if she stopped to look at the license plate and, and or at least the make and model of the car. And then the other thing is... Um, that can kind of scare them off is to look at these people dead in the eye while you're on the phone with your spouse and start describing this person. That's going to make them walk away. Um, You never want to get into a situation where you're actually confronting them. But if they can hear you say, hey, kind of loudly, hey, babe, I think I'm being followed. Yeah, this guy with this yellow jacket who is, um, you know, he's Caucasian. He's like 5'2 with, I don't know, brown hair. I think he's following me. Do you get this description? And now they kind of know that you're aware of them. Um, Okay. But anyway, so the biggest thing is just always, always, always just have someone escort you if you are scared. Um, and that's my biggest advice. There's lots of things like park safe, like know where you park, know who you, who's parked around you. Um, definitely make sure you're paying attention if anyone gives you a funny feeling. Um, a really good piece of advice is to just leave. Like the item you need, I guarantee, is not that important in in these days. I don't know about you guys, but I use Instacart and they just deliver my groceries anyway. So I would just or order pizza that night for dinner, like whatever the situation is. 
have your husband get it on the way home, like whatever it is that's needed to stay safe. So I just wanted to bring that up and bring it to everyone's attention because a lot of times as women and as mamas, we are distracted. However, that's why God gave us women and us mama's instinct because we are never focused on one thing at a time. We're always focused on like 20. So when one of the things feels off, trust it. Don't ignore it. Don't think you're being one of those people or you're being paranoid. Um, the mom in the video ended up saying the, the number one, the, the worst thing that you can do if you get help or um, have someone escort you or say something to the person is you offend someone. And whether that person is good, bad, whatever, you just offended them. They are a stranger. They don't really mean anything to you. Like, I love you in Christ. However, if you are a kidnapper, that love is kind of muted because now you're a bad guy and all these other things. So <laughs> just remember, offend somebody. Let them get mad at you. Who cares? At least you and your kids are safe. So just wanted to say that. And now we're going to get into conversations to have with your kids but I did want you all to be aware because this happened, you know, within the last week or so. So just because it's Christmas and just because it's COVID and just because there's a coronavirus doesn't mean it's slowing any of these bad guys down. So keep your family safe. Okay, so continuing on with conversations to have with your kids. Mia is at the age where she i'm thinking about sending her to school soon um which is exciting and emotional and a whole other conversation but with that being said it has brought you know to my attention that there's some things we have to do to prepare her some conversations i want to have and there's conversations you should have with your kids in general and um with everything going around 2020 we're all stressed we all have like hay fever we're all uh like like itching to get out the house and itching to see friends one thing you need to do as a parent is to stop and check in to see how your kid's doing um I'm somebody who struggles kind of with seasonal depression with the winter blues is what I call it in my case because it's not like that severe but it does kind of come on and especially with kids who are used to going to school, used to seeing their friends, used to social interaction, and haven't had that for months and months on end, um, as they lose the ability to get outside and get that vitamin D, it's important to stop and see how they're doing. Um, you want to know how your kid's feeling. How? What are your feelings around um, 2020 the pandemic? What are you worried about? What are you excited for? Are two good questions to ask your kids. Because if you ask your kids, hey, what are you worried about? That's good. That's a good tool for them to say, I'm worried about you getting sick. I'm worried that I'll never get to see my friends again. I'm worried that, you know, dad lost his job. Whatever it is, is it, it gives them an outlet. And two, asking them what they're excited for kind of can gauge, help you gauge where they're at mentally. If they say nothing, well, then you know that you need to make something happen for them. If they, you know, have something, it can kind of remind them that good things are still coming. And I know I've struggled with a pandemic. I can only imagine how school-aged kids are struggling um, with a pandemic. So for sure, ask your kids, um, what are they worried about? And what are they excited for? Because it has been, you know, kind of a trying year. So like everyone, um, people benefit from having 
goals. People benefit from um, having something and working towards it. And the same is true for your kids. So as you know, 2020 is a crazy year. And just because 2021, you know, yes, it will be a new year and um, we can think of it as a fresh start, but a lot of the things will look the same. A lot of um, schools will still be virtual learning. We're still going to have to wear masks. Um, Winter isn't over. The vaccines haven't really been distributed yet. So 2021 at the start is going to look a lot like 2020. Um, But to keep hope alive and to keep even your kids in hope alive, one one of the conversations you can have with them is what is something they want to do. Um, it can be something they want to get good at. It could be um, that you start incorporating chores in your house and giving them allowance and they can save for a specific item. Uh, maybe they can explore a talent or a hobby that they haven't been able to yet. Now, obviously, um, from our, in a lot of areas, sports are canceled. So you can't really join a sports team right now. But that doesn't mean that you can't watch YouTube videos about the sport. That doesn't mean that you can't, you know, play with your kid in the backyard if it's football, if it's basketball, if it's baseball. Um, Even though it's cold, like 30 minutes outside bundled up won't hurt them. In fact, it would probably be good for them. So um, like I said, we all benefit from goals because when you accomplish a goal, it instills a sense of confidence and it also gives your day-to-day life some purpose. And, um, having your child set time each day to work on that goal is another good thing and also it'll keep them entertained. So kind of going hand in hand with giving your kids goals. Um, Obviously I'm talking about older kids. Uh, You know, a one-year-old, a two-year-old, it's kind of hard to do that with, but once your kids can kind of grasp that concept, um, it's a good idea. Um, But something that... uh, I've heard from multiple mom friends is that with kids being um, with their siblings all day and doing school together all day, um, you know, some kids get frustrated if their siblings finish before them with their schoolwork or, um, you know, if your kid is good at one kid can read and the other kid can't or... um, just that comparison of, well, my sibling can do this and I can't. I think it's important to have a conversation with your kids that everyone has their own talents and everyone learns at their own pace. Um, For instance, I am no artist and I will tell you, I'm no artist. Um, My family is full of artists, um, musicians. Now I can play the guitar, so I'm an artist in that aspect and I can write. I'm a pretty good writer, but I cannot draw. I cannot do crafts. I cannot knit. I cannot quilt. I cannot sew. I can't do any of that stuff. And my sister can. And um, we're 10 years apart. I'm older. So for me, I, I never looked at it like, oh my gosh, my sister's cooler than me or more talented than me. Because I, just being older, no, we have our different gifts, we have our different skill sets, we have our different purposes. And, um, you know, I enjoy being the ringleader, the organizer, the planner, the executor for certain things. And she is creative in her ways with her art and with her, she's also a writer. Um, 
and things like that. And, you know, we look really different. Uh, we biologically have different dads. And I've never gone like, oh my gosh, my sister's skinnier than me. She's prettier than me. She's younger than me. Well, we're diff- we're 10 years apart. Um, I'm a wife and a mom. And um, she's a high school senior. I've never really compared myself to her. I guess because we're so close in age. I mean, we're so far apart in age. But if your kids are closer, it can be easy to have your siblings. Um, your children compare themselves and I think it's important to instill in each child and nurture in each child what is special and unique about them because I can imagine having siblings closer in age you know comparison will happen it's probably really different if it's a boy and a girl which is what I have so we'll see about that um some other things you can talk about with your kids while you're at home uh going hand in hand with our stranger danger um, kidnapping situation that happened that I talked about earlier in the um, podcast, but like inappropriate touching and behavior. What is okay for someone to do? What is it? Right now we're socially distanced. Right now we are not um, at sports or away, but it is important for kids to know, you know, you know, this is the no-go zone. And if someone tries to touch you there, someone has. Like, this is what you need to do. You need to immediately tell me and um, things like that. So having a good stranger danger conversation with your kids. Um, obviously, don't go into anyone's car. But also be pay attention if you feel like someone's following you. Um, don't take anything from anyone. And things like that are important conversations to have with your kids at some point. Um, obviously you don't want to scare your kids and right now it might be like a time where you're thinking well my kid's always with me so they're safe but do they ever play outside by themselves Um, that's something to think about and um, just be mindful of okay continuing on with the conversations another good conversation is to have the conversation of bullying and what it is as kids get a little bit older, and I'm talking about like going to school age, like elementary school, but maybe not first grade, maybe maybe first grade, second grade. Um, what is bullying and how can you help someone who is being bullied? How can you stop a bully and then hopefully not be a bully? Um, bullying will really affect your child. And um, I know this because I was bullied and it kind of messed me up for a couple years when I was younger. Um, so that is a conversation you want to have. And previously, and I'm going to mention it now because now you probably have the time to do so. Um, I talked about a show, 13 Reasons Why, where um, this this girl, Hannah Baker, um, it's based off of a book, but it's not like a true story, um, ends up killing herself. And she goes over these different people and what they did that contributed to that. And the show itself cover- covers a range of issues that your teenager can face, um, ranging from like drug use to sexual assault to bullying even. And, um, Sorry, I'm trying to do this with the baby. Um, it just covers a lot of different topics. And it is a good time now to watch the show with your kids. 
um, online, they have questions, like follow-up questions you can have with your kids about these different type of issues. And, um, okay, sorry for that, um, interruption. Um, he is not, the baby's not eating, so hopefully he will be happy. But as I was saying, it's a good time to watch a show like 13 Reasons Why, and, um, they do have questions. And that way you can kind of talk through, um, some serious topics with your kids and there's questions online that will be good conversation starters i think what is the most effective um is honestly if you share your experience with those topics if you have any if you were bullied if you i don't know had some drug use if you whatever it is um Sometimes as parents, we want to be like perfect and present like this image to our kids. But I will tell you, um, growing up, I had open conversations with my mom and um, I'm someone who has never done anything like really bad, like all around good girl for the most part. Like, um, I mean, I did drink in college, but who wasn't aside from that like all around good kid um and I think part of that is because I heard you know well one I was brought up in a good like Christian household and to be good and kind to others but two my mom told me straight up her experiences with you know some things that just made me you know stay away from some things and it'll definitely your kids will hopefully if they're Hopefully, um, they will feel more comfortable with you because you've been open with them. And that's, that's something that I think parents can kind of struggle with. Um, I feel like for the most part, you have this kind of cool relationship with your kids, right? And they talk to you about things and then one day that can kind of stop. And it might happen in middle school. It might happen in high school. It happens in this like weird age or it hopefully it doesn't happen at all. I think, um, you know, it depends on the, your kid's personality, but you know, openness and trust and communication is a two way street. So if you are open and honest with them, it will help encourage them to be open and honest with you. And that's just some advice because you know, if my mom tells me I'm really, at, at least, you know, I really struggled with this or whatever, it helps me say, yeah, I can relate and it, go on and show, tell her what I struggled with or um, share that way. So that's some advice. One other thing that you might want to have a conversation with uh, with your kids, especially as they're getting older and just having more understanding, is about their faith. Um, I think everybody, it's natural to have their own faith journey. And I want to let parents know that too. Um, at some point, your kid's going to question what happens after death. Uh, why, you know, all these other, these big, you know, big, big, big questions about like who gets to go to heaven and things like that. And you might not be equipped to answer those questions. Um, or they might want to go ahead and explore on their own. And, um, it's a good time to have an open dialogue about their faith because what happens is as parents, we instill what we want to instill into our kids. For instance, my kids are going to know Jesus. This is Christian mama. I'm I'm a Christian mama. This is just reality. Um, 
And at some point, I'm aware that my kids are going to have to decide if they, if this is their religion too, if this is their faith too. Um, and they're going to have to have their own relationship with God and figure things out on their own. And at, at some point, it it's no longer in your hands. <clears throat> and that's okay. And it's healthy. And um, just like kids kind of push boundaries as teenagers, um, you know, with life and rules and, you know, it's natural to do that with your faith. And I definitely did a walkabout with my faith when I was younger um, and then had a comeback around. So don't be afraid if all of a sudden your kid is like, I don't know if I believe this. It's a natural part of life. Uh, Questions are good. A lot of times as parents, um, we think questions are bad. That questions mean you don't believe in this. That questions mean, you know, something bad or ominous. It's not. Questions are good. Um, Discovery is good. And um, learning is good. So... That is another thing you might want to have a conversation with them about and kind of just see where um, where their mind's at. What are they thinking? What are they struggling with faith-wise? Um, if your kids are a little bit older and how can you help encourage them in that way? Or are there any resources you can give them as they go through that journey? Because that is a natural part of, of life is to figure out what you believe in personally, what, you know, at some point things may differ. I know that, um, growing up at some point I gained my own faith, but also I gained my own political views and we're not going to get into it, but I'm just saying that on some ways I differ from my parents and some ways I agree with my parents and that's natural and it's um, healthy and it's important. So continuing on with um, Courageous Christmas Conversations, conversations to have with your kids, there are some conversations you might want to have with your spouse or co-parent when it comes to your children, just so that you can always be on the same kind of page and wavelength, and there's just some things that you should cover. Um, One thing is discipline. What kind of discipline do we think is good? um, in our household, especially like it differs for age, like at two timeouts kind of effective as they get older, taking away electronics, making them do yard work and things like that becomes more effective. And grounding, obviously you can't really ground them right now, but you can cut the internet, um, and things like that. So you can figure out how you want to discipline. Two is, um, what kind of school do you want your kids to go to? Public, private, home, whatever it is. Um, get on the same page about that. And then how do we feel about cell phones and dating? Um, those are decisions that like, hey, I feel like at 11 years old, my kid's old enough for a phone or not. Um, I feel like at, uh, you know, this is a f- at 15, it's okay to start dating or whatever you think. Um no, even though your kid's going to date whoever they want to date at school because that's what happens. Like, it's, it's going to happen. Um, so something that I've talked to Ethan about is always having a united front, even if we don't always agree. Um, and that means if, you know, Mia does something bad 
and he says don't do that or he disciplines her I can't undermine him and say no well she didn't mean to she shouldn't do that whatever I have to let him continue continue on with that discipline and if I think that that was too harsh or maybe like we should tone it down because she's younger or maybe I think that's appropriate that's something that him and I can discuss later and then the next time she does something um, address it differently Um, same with decision making I've said this before that I am somebody who wants to just be a mama of her word meaning if I tell my kids we're gonna go do something then we're going to go do it Um, unless the car breaks down and we can't then we're gonna go do it Um, same with when it comes to discipline Um, if I say you can't do something then you can't do it Um, I think there are there are a few times where reconsideration is okay and um, but for the most part I feel like sticking with your word and sticking with your plan is like the most effective form of parenting I know as kids get older you might say I grounded you for two weeks and you couldn't go to the homecoming dance. Well, over these past two weeks, I've watched you do X, Y, and Z, and I've decided that you can go to the dance. Um, I feel like that's an extenuating circumstance that I could see happening. Um, But for the most part, I think figure out where you guys stand. And um, like I said in a previous episode, I had to tell Ethan, when we tell Mia she's going to do something, she's going to do it. So there was one day um, I, we told her she was going to go to her grandma's and then I was tired and Elliot didn't sleep. And are we going to go to your grandma's? And the answer to that is yes, we are, because I told her we were going and I don't like to let my child down. And that's just me. You can figure out where you stand on that. Um, Some other things you want to maybe talk with your spouse um, or co-parent. Well, co-parenting is a little bit different. Is how are you going to incorporate your faith into your kid's life? Are you going to do, you know, good morning prayers, good afternoon prayers, good night prayers? Um, I don't know why I say good afternoon because typically you're not with your kid in the afternoon during school hours. But, um... Are you going to do a family devotional every evening or every Friday night? Um, Something I would like to do as my kids get, especially as my kids are a little bit older, is on, it doesn't have to be Friday evening. It could be, you know, Thursday evening or something because I know kids like have plans Friday nights, but is to go ahead and have a question surrounding our faith or something and to do a little devotional have my kids answer the question like what does um love mean to you what does compassion look like for you have you seen um any examples of compassion this week or lack of compassion this week and kind of just do conversations like that every week and then also it um, is a good time to just have um, open dialogue. Then there's some other things you might want to have conversations with your um, spouse about pertaining to the kids, like family traditions. What kind of traditions do you want to start? What kind of, you know, as you create your own family, it's kind of cool to be in a position where you can kind of create what the standard is for, for your kid's life. Um, and that's kind of exciting. For instance, my one thing that I always 
always, always push for is we don't have to have breakfast together. We don't have to have lunch together, but we have to have dinner together. No electronics. This is a time for us to all talk about our day. Ethan will talk about work. I'll talk about the kids and we'll ask Ethan usually asks Mia, what did you do today? And she kind of goes, hmm, and kind of tells him, I watched Diana, this YouTube show. Don't don't let your kids start it. She's kind of annoying. Um, I played with Play-Doh. I made crafts. And she goes through that. And then as our kids get older, <clears throat> I do want to continue to have those dinners. I know once sports happen, sometimes we're going to have to be on the go. And it's not going to be 100% always possible. But at least once or twice a week where we can sit down and have the conversations and also, you know, scheduling out that time to have our family devotional once a week and go through the question that I come up with. Um, That's important to me. So if there are traditions you want to start with your family, like um, another tradition I want to start is on Christmas Eve, pajama boxes. So on Christmas Eve, I think it's fun and fine for my kids to, um, and me and my husband, because I just love new things. We get a new pair of pajamas, um, a movie, and in their box will be their favorite snacks. So if all my kids, well, I have two, but my kids like different snacks, like Elliot likes certain snacks, me likes certain snacks, it'll be in the box. And then they can open their stockings, which will be... Obviously, it's not a huge toy. It might be candy. It might be like chapstick. It might be lip gloss. It might be a fidget spinner. It might be a car. I don't know. Whatever's in their stockings. And then as a family, we have all of our, we each have our favorite snacks. My box will probably have some cheese and some wine. My husband's box would have like some Pringles, some jerky, um, a Coke, like that's him. Mia would want like goldfish and pretzels and she loves fruit. So I, I would have to like cut her up some fruit. Um, and Elliot right now is a baby. So, but, and, um, so that's a tradition. That's a Christmas tradition. Uh, I would like to have at my family. So that's what we do on Christmas Eve. And then we watch a, a Christmas movie. Um, we can pick which one. But things like that are really fun and exciting um, to start with your kids and your family. Um, yeah. Ooh, okay, so that was this week's episode. Thanks for um, trucking through with me, having some issues just recording this week with the baby and the way scheduling felt, but it's done. Um, make sure you leave a five-star review on iTunes, please, please, please. That helps with visibility. Um, if you don't know, like why I'm asking for this review, yeah, it'll help with visibility. So more people can find the podcast. Um, also write a review. You might get something cool if you write a review. Just saying, um, you can find me on Instagram at Brittany Jane Stewart for all things mom life. And yeah, next week is Christmas. Stay tuned. We have a special guest, like I've been saying, and it's going to be a fun episode. Anyway, I love you all. Stay safe. Stay warm. I don't know if you got snow, but we got snow, so we're going to play in it and have a great week. Bye.